Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing killer businesswoman and the face behind Buttercream Clothing, Candice Monroe. So welcome, Candice. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How is it in beautiful Kelowna? It's good. It's, uh, we don't have snow here and it's getting warmer, so I'm feeling bad for my Calgary friends. Well, our snow's gone now. Oh, amazing. <laughs> You're lucky. We've been like hanging out in the backyard, so I think we might we might be in spring now. I think finally. Oh, it's been a brutal season, hasn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh, um, it could be worse. Like we could be Fort McMurray, right? Yeah, I feel Ooh. so bad for them. I know. Oh gosh, like, how does all that stuff happen to one one city? I know, I know. And they're the most wonderful people. I've been going up there for some um, business events. Like the most wonderful, kind, sharing people. So yeah. it's just really a shame. I hope it passes. My goodness, yeah. I know. I hope that it. Uh, I don't know stays cold up there so it can slowly melt maybe yeah yeah it's too bad I know that's uh that's an issue but it's been a crazy year for everyone like across the board hasn't it it really has it really has how are you guys doing with the whole quarantine life I don't know it's like our life is pretty much the same we work at home for the most part my husband works out of the house but he can work at home really easily and then we homeschool anyway so we've homeschooled our kids for the last five years yeah um, we've got four kids and yeah, like the business is really busy. People are shopping online. So I feel like for us, it's just kind of the same, but we're just readjusting to all the new normals as far as, you know, our supply chain goes and mm. keeping our seamstresses like not too busy because they're just overwhelmed with work. So, um, they're working at home. The whole thing is kind of like set up for the way we run the business, but I don't know. It's very disruptive for a lot of people and it's super stressful for a lot of people too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I would imagine, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think obviously supply chain is huge. So mm-hmm. it affects how you're getting your supplies. It obviously is going to affect your business in certain regards, right? Absolutely. And just um, like planning for the future, it's really hard to know how to plan. Yeah. 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 So that part has been really uncertain. Like there was a moment there where when this all unfolded with COVID, it was like, I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of frozen. I'm like, what do we do? Do we get a bunch of fabric? Do we not get a bunch of fabric? Um, but now we're just doing as much production as possible because people want it. No, totally. And I'm sure that online shopping is astronomical compared, right? Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see um, fast fashion brands. Like it's heartbreaking for a lot of people. I don't wish anyone ill, but it's cool to see like ethical local brands um, that this is our time to shine because we've worked so hard and people appreciate supporting local and they actually really are like as for as much talk as there is saying support local people actually are um like showing up and they're buying locally because they see the difference that it makes for families like ours and seems just like ours yeah no absolutely absolutely um do you source your material from like the u.s a lot of the time or is it like from europe like we have some coming from the u.s um we are working on getting canadian fabrics this year like that's our big goal for 2020. Um, so I'm dealing with a couple of Canadian mills that we're working with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we certainly get fabrics from overseas, from the U.S. Um, yeah. So there actually has not been a ton of disruption, surprisingly. Okay. 
Yeah. But it's still uncertain, right? Like some of our factories are just closed for a bit and then they're open for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's very hard to navigate right now. No, gosh, absolutely. I can imagine anyone in supply chain management. It's it's stressful. You just, whenever you get your order, you're just thanking your lucky stars and hoping that the next one comes as well. <laughs> yeah. And so what we're doing is walking up, like I just keep buying um, surplus. Yeah. Kind of what, by what we need. Um, so right now I'm just like getting rolls and rolls of fabric just to have extra because I'm planning for the worst, I guess. But yeah. so far, so good. I think... Um, the one thing I'm really grateful for is that people are like showing up and spending with us because I know for a lot of businesses, it's super stressful. So that's one thing like we can provide ethical clothing, um, comfortable clothing. Like our stuff is really meant for a quarantine life. So I feel like it's totally. kind of like a great situation for people shopping with us. That should be your next ad campaign. <laughs> we'll just do a big photo shoot of quarantine people in your comfortable clothing. I'm, I'm down. I'll shoot it. Okay. Your quarantine um, uniform, right? Right. Nobody will look put together. We'll just be super comfortable. Absolutely. We've actually been doing these, um, photo, they're called social distancing photo shoots. Yeah. So we usually shoot our models all in one space and they're having like this great time together. And we, we do like eight hours of shooting a season usually. Yeah. Um, so what we've been doing is mailing out clothing to models and the models will snap some photos in their house or in the kitchen. So it's kind of cute and it's really nice for the variety. Um, our customers are really responding to it. So I actually should send you a piece to shoot for me. Do it. Do it. Absolutely. I will sit on the couch eating a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glass of I love it. Okay, so we went on a tangent there, but why don't you yeah. tell everybody who you are and what you do? Obviously, they have a little yeah. bit of an idea now. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so Buttercream Clothing is a ladies and men's, we have some men's stuff, um, ethically made clothing brand based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and we make all of our garments um, by, there's home seamstresses, and then we have a few factories in Calgary that, that sew for us. So everything is ethical. That's our main backbone of the business is that our garments are made locally, ethically. Um, we're working on more sustainable fabrics. So I never like to call buttercream eco-friendly because it's really, really hard to talk about fabrics being completely eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the brand. So our following has grown for a few reasons. Um, one is that we do offer plus size. So we go up to size 3X. And this year we're trying to work on going up to size 4X. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. And then the other one is that we can do custom pieces for some people. So our leggings, for instance, we can make leggings like five inches longer for girls that are, you know, six foot. Mm -hmm. Um, So that custom piece has been really popular. And then our community itself, like the women involved in buttercream that support us are just amazing women and they come together and they're just like this really positive, wonderful group. So I think that's been a huge catalyst in making buttercream more of a, than a brand, it's more of like a community feeling. So for instance, um, we have a Facebook page called Buttercream Clothing uh, Try-On Group. Mm-hmm. So the Try-On Group, there's 2,000 people and they're just like these wonderful, supportive humans, very positive, um, sharing the love for buttercream. So I feel like that's where things have really grown from. Uh, we started the brand in Kelowna, moved to Calgary for five years, grew it really fast in Calgary, and now we're back in BC because that's where my family is. My parents are here. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's kind of the story. It started out with making cute little vintage aprons at my kitchen table in Kelowna, and they it was called Buttercream Aprons at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and whenever I do like a talker or like workshops, I always ask people, when was the last time you bought an apron by show of hands? <laughs> like, was it in the last month or 
when was it? And I realized really quickly that people don't buy a lot of aprons. So I pivoted from that to clothing. And that's when I, like the business exploded is when we pivoted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a bit of the history. And now we are here. So I feel like we're in the best spot we've ever been, which is ironic. And I think we can do more, like we're doing more collaborations. We're doing more donations, um, trying to give back to the community and like just make a difference with the brand. Cause we've worked so hard to create something that can like thrive. And now we're in, we're at the spot. I feel like we can do more for the community. No, absolutely. No. So I've listened to one of the episodes that you did with another podcaster who I actually had on like a couple months ago. Um, and so I knew that you started with aprons, which is super, super cool. Um, but I know that, yeah, once you pivoted, it was, it was a game changer for you. So how would you kind of say, like, what was your reason for kind of starting the aprons just because people weren't purchasing aprons in general? You know what? At that point, I was I was so fresh into business. Like my parents um, owned a hair salon, so I grew up in their hair salon. Like literally, grew up as a child sitting there while they're working. Um, so I always saw that entrepreneurial spirit. Like I saw them um, putting flyers on cars in the '80s, getting customers that way. And then when I had my own kids, that's when I thought, like, oh, I don't want to go back to a regular job. I used to do aesthetics, and I used to work in a vet clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to stay home and do something. I'm going to make something. So don't know why I thought of aprons. I think it was actually my sister-in-law was making uh, cute aprons and tutus. And I'm like, oh, I could probably do that and sell it on Etsy. Um, And then from there, the thing that, like the catalyst that actually changed my thinking is when people, like dozens of people would ask me to make them clothing when they found out that I could sew. Mm. That's when I think business owners and entrepreneurs need to really take a minute. And if you're getting this feedback from people over and over like think about that and put your ego aside and maybe pivot at that point. Cause that's what changed everything for us. It's like, Oh, people actually want this. They don't want that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Those yeah. nudges of your heart that are like, Hey, go in, go in that direction and it'll be better for you. No, totally. And especially uh, if you don't even know how to do it. Like I didn't know how to sew clothing at the time, like just figure it out and do it. But I think most importantly, um, what Michelle Romano, the dragon always says is that like just perform. So it's performance over perfect perfection, like get it done, start something now and kind of just figure it out. That's been my motto all along. Totally. I can relate to that on my photography level. Like you, you just have to start shooting. And that's what people, like what I tell people, whenever they ask for advice is like the best thing that you can do is get behind your camera. And even if you might not like what you see at first, if you just have to continue, you will get better. Your skill will hone over time. Absolutely. And that's the thing I hear because I do um, business consulting for clients too. And that's the thing I hear from a lot of businesses is that you know, the, the market is too saturated or there's no room for me. Um, what if I start this and it doesn't work? I'm like, just start it. Like if you don't start it, it's not going to work for sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, you have to, it's like a scary jump, but once you do it, like, especially if you have like a full-time job or part-time job and the side hustle, like at some point you need to kind of make that jump. And when you do, it's almost always likely to succeed. Absolutely. And just focusing your energy on that one great thing. That's what really important to us. Um, totally. Yeah. It's just a scary leap. And I think, um, especially as women, a lot of us have this idea in our head that maybe we shouldn't like succeed too much. I know things have changed now, but you know, that like feeling Mm -hmm. of, Oh, we shouldn't make too much money or like get too big or do this thing too officially. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it's seeing people succeed. And I love, like, that's what I do love about my business coaching is seeing the brands that I help succeed. Um, There's so much potential online right now. Like this is the time to reach these goals that we want to reach because it's quite simple. If you just work super hard, that's my key to everything. It's just working really hard. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. So how would you say that buttercream has changed? Obviously like fast forward to where you switched to clothing from aprons from then till today. Like how would you say that buttercream has changed the actual line? The line is actually, it's always been like soft, comfy clothing, but the line has actually become like a lot more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't want to say intricate, but our finishings and our like the actual composition of the garments have gotten a lot more um, robust, I guess you could say. So now we're doing like snaps and we're doing zippers and we're doing buttons. Like it's more than just mm-hmm. the tops and t-shirts I started out with. Um, the manufacturing itself is beautiful. Like we have these seamstresses with wonderful machines. Um, so it's improved greatly since seven years ago, but yeah, the actual line itself is pretty much the same, like comfy casual clothing. It's really built for moms in mind or just, you know, women wanting to stay at home and be comfortable. Um, and that's kind of why this quarantine outfit thing has taken off. It's like we're wearing our sweatpants at home, but we feel like we changed out of our pajamas to wear pajamas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And so have you ever had people ask, you know, for you to pivot in like, let's just say a work attire line, things like that. Like what's, what's kept you in this lane? I have. So a couple of things, um, and a couple of things we've tried unsuccessfully. Like we are always trying things. I really wanted to do like a woven line, like linens and things like that, but it's so hard to get the right fit. So our, our fabric is mainly bamboo. Um, we use some fabric called Tencel. Tencel mm-hmm. is more sustainable. So those ones are stretchy and I find people want stretchy. They want comfy. The fabric is extremely soft and it lasts a long time. So where we're at right now is like that super casual brand, but we are working on a business line for, I'm saying the fall, but it might not be until next year. So yeah. like a comfy stretchy blazer, um, really comfortable dressy pants. Um, so yeah, we certainly will pivot. We get a lot of requests for a lot of different things like doing kids clothing or sleepwear, yeah. but I find with the brand, I can stay in my lane. Like I don't want to do everything. I would love to, but I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. But you have to stay true to who buttercream is and like, yeah. who your demographic is right. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay. So I would absolutely say 100% that buttercream is a brand that a, I see everywhere. <laughs> B, I think that the people that you've chosen to represent your company are the right people. They're like wholehearted people. They're refreshing people. They're authentic people. Um, and I never have gotten the vibe that like, they're just getting an affiliate you know, paycheck by sharing it. Like they wholeheartedly love your product, which I think is such an amazing thing. So how have you kind of ensured that you stay on trend for comfort and style for the vast range of women that you have? Yeah, that's a great point that you put out there. Um, From the very beginning, I never wanted buttercream to have like that typical supermodel, Mm-hmm. like grumpy models all miserable with life um it's not our brand I feel like we I choose the people to represent us because of how like their personality is first of all as far as like are they happy are they a buttercream looking person like the whole brand is supposed to be 
kind of back to basics, um, simple, organic, like feeling really um, authentic. Like that's the whole feeling. So the girls that I have for models and the, the ladies, they're my friends and they're really normal humans living their life. Like none of them are actually models. I think one of them has modeled before in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I like that they're different sizes. I like that they um, aren't like your typical Vogue magazine model, right? No, absolutely. And then as far as influencers go, like the influencers that find me and I reach out to, they tend to just be a fit with the brand because of their personalities again. Like they're not um, that perfect Instagram looking page. Like they're just real people living their real lives. So I, I think that just fits authentically with the brand. And you're kind of filling that niche that they, like that problem, quote unquote, that they are looking to solve. Like maybe they haven't found that comfortable clothing brand yet. And here you come with this perfect brand and you're like, Hey, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> I think that one main thing I hear over and over is that um, people oversize XL because most brands go extra small to extra large. Yeah. Um, they'll say to me like, I've never found anything that can fit, you know, an extra small and look cute in a three X. And it's really unfair when you think about it. So coming to buttercream, people are like blown away and so happy they can find their size. And it's the same garment from the smallest size we offer to the three X that we offer. Mm-hmm. It still looks cute regardless of your size. And that's what I've tried to do is make everyone feel the same because we are all the same essentially, you know? Totally. No, exactly. Um, what would you say a three X is in like the size number? Um, so let me just count backwards. So 16, it's about a 22 is a three X. Wow. Amazing. And yeah, you're all the way to like an extra small bet. So you literally cover every single woman that's possibly around. Yeah. And we, we, um, it's funny, like we're doing a lot of different lengths and things right now, like leggings. We're actually listing, um, we've got bike shorts coming out for wearing under skirts and then mm-hmm. we've got crop leggings. We've got full length leggings. We've got seven eighth leggings and then long leggings coming out. So we're trying to just like hit every person. Mm-hmm. Like, for them. I, I can vouch for being that short person. I'm five two, but almost always. So I almost always will either get like a skinny legging from like Lulu or wherever yeah. and because they'll, I know they'll fit even if there's like a couple extra rolls of fabric um, or I'll end up getting crops and they'll end up being full length pants. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard as a short girl to find pants that fit. I'm short too. And I feel like um, that's what I hear from a lot of people is that you know, we can't find the perfect pants if it's too short or too long. So that's something we're trying to solve in the business. No, totally. Amazing. Um, okay. So what would you, obviously, um, your Instagram is, is kind of where you do the majority of your, your contacting people, right? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, um, the Facebook VIP group, which is a private group. That's mm-hmm. actually a really fun place to be. So that one's called Buttercream Clothing Try-On Group. Okay, got it. Um, Facebook is good. I, I post more on Instagram than Facebook just because it's hard to reach people on my business page. So Instagram, Instagram stories is super fun. For sure. And lastly, we have another Instagram page. It's called Buttercream Clothing RTS. So ready to ship. Yep. And on that page once a month or so, we do these flash sales and it's so much fun. It's so crazy. People like jump on there and you <laughs> kind of buy in a not auction style, but it's kind of like first come first serve. You comment and you get your piece. Um, so that's another fun place for sales. And then of course our website, we just have um, buttercreamclothing.com yeah. and that's where we have our, our regular garments listed. And then we do launches about every two weeks of stuff that's ready to ship. So everything on the site right now is pre-sale. 
but um, every week or two we do these freshly baked launches they're called and then that those garments are ready to ship right away. oh perfect yeah. um Okay, so you obviously, like I said, have grown your Instagram to quite quite a good number. How would you, like, what would you say your top five tips are on kind of not only growing your brand, but keeping it authentic? Mm-hmm. So that's funny. I've tried to hire out my social media several times and it's so hard, like getting the voice right. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you know how that works, right? Yeah. Um, so five tips. I think, first of all, be authentic to yourself. It's so easy to want to you know, live that perfect Instagram life, but I just portray what we are really doing, right? Like nothing's that fancy behind the scenes here. Um, Secondly, I think choose a theme and stick to it. Like if it's your filter or if it's um, kind of what you're talking about as far as content goes. So that's with Buttercream. We talk about clothing. Um, I like to post about like baking and cupcakes and things that are on brand. So choose that and stick to it. Um, I think aligning yourself with the same type of people following businesses that are representing you or similar to you, that's really important because collaborating with other people is really um, valuable right now. Uh-huh. And post often. I post like three times a day because uh-huh. that's great reach. Um, and then lastly, I think the thing we've been really successful with this year is letting people in behind the scenes. So we're doing these things called buttercream stories, um, showing our seamstresses, telling a story about them. Like here's a picture of Leah and Leah makes your rompers and she's got a little girl. So like letting people in because people really want to know you and they want to trust you. And a lot of people want your brand to succeed. So letting people in to your own world a little bit, a little bit is so valuable because they like people really want to believe in you and see you do well, you know? Absolutely. And I think the stories is so like Instagram stories are so, so, so important to do that. Like I know even like with my photography business, you know, never in a million years would I think people would want to know behind the scenes of what it takes to do what I do. And, but people love it. And again, that like people kind of get to know the real you and feel like you're a more authentic brand by doing so. Absolutely. And they want to trust you too. It's not like this big um, corporate business world anymore. I think when you're doing photography, for instance, um, people need to trust you if you're going to be close to them and they want to believe that, you Holding know, your brand new baby. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you're not some Joe Blow off the street. They want to be like, oh, I know this woman. She's worked with my friend and I saw her on stories doing X, Y, Z, right? Totally. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Those are all really great tips. So I'm definitely going to share that with, uh, with my Instagram for sure. Um, now, obviously from when you started to where you are now, you've had to kind of implement some systems and procedures and stuff to kind of make it run kind of efficiently with or without you every day. What would you say that you've done kind of for that? Okay. So systems I have, I recommend everyone gets a Rita. So (laughs) I have a friend slash, um, I can't even call her an employee. She's more like a partner in the business. Mm -hmm. Her name is Rita. We met through mutual friends and she's just like very organized. She's very systemized. She's created like procedures. She's created a manual for us. So I think if you're not that person, like find yourself a Rita, um, I'm not that person. I'm really creative. I'm like up in the air. I just want to make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one that organizes things. She's, she built our new website. Um, she has a new system on the website. It's called Katana mm-hmm. and Katana is like tracking our inventory. It tracks our sales. It makes lists for seamstresses. It makes fabric ordering lists. Like every 
moving part has taken care of that. And it's been a huge undertaking for her. Mm -hmm. So I think systems and procedures are super important. Um, We do them in everyday life. Like even for instance, um, if someone messages me on Instagram, they want this dress in a custom color. I've got a system where I'll like screenshot it. I'll email it to myself and I'll put it in a folder. Like there's something for everything. We have, we know what we're doing on every aspect because there's so many moving parts, Uh but certainly finding yourself a great support team, finding someone that you can trust um, with the business because that's such a big part of it is that bring in people to this little thing you've created. You need to make sure it's a team that really has your best intentions at heart. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my main one. It's like, if you're not that person, find that person. And it is really smart. Like write everything down, have everything in a folder because if you want to sell or if you are not around anymore in the business, you need someone else to be able to jump in. Right. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Um, initially when you said Arita, I thought uh, like A-R-I-T-A was a system. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's the best compliment I think ever. I'm like, oh, I want to download Arita. Got it. <laughs> You're like, there, she's mine. Sorry. Can't take her. <laughs> Whenever I do workshops and things, usually because like traveling out of town, we'll meet in Calgary and then go out to Saskatoon or like Fort McMurray. Um, and whenever I end up, like at the end of the workshops, everyone's like, okay, how do I find Arita? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She needs to train people to become her and yeah. then outsource. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. Okay. So what would you say kind of lastly, before we close off, what is your number one piece of advice for any, because right now I think a lot of new businesses are going to start and be created because A, we have a lot of time. B, we need to find a way to make income. So what would you say that your number one piece of advice is for any new business that's kind of looking for encouragement at the beginning? Okay, so I'll go back to that in a second. I want to talk about, um, like, as you're growing, so finding your team too. So you got your Rita. Mm -hmm. Um, My team of support people as far as, like, seamstresses go and all the moving parts, our virtual assistant like find these amazing people that can support you as you grow outside of social media, outside of marketing. Um, my seamstresses like Christina and Leah and Shanley, they are so, um, they're such self starters. Like they're entrepreneurs on their own. Mm-hmm. So if you are needing production or needing help, find these people that can like jump in and do the right thing for you, even when you're not present. Cause yeah. like we're running this business from BC and everyone's in Calgary. So that's the type of thing. Um, secondly, so your question about like starting a new business, getting going in this economy. Um, like we said before, just start now. That's my main thing I always say to people is don't start in a week from now and don't wait for like your ship to come in. Just start now, even if you're not ready, um, do something like launch that website, put your social media out there, do a story, do a video story, like start something now. Mm-hmm. And secondly is just don't stop doing it. So when you get a bit overwhelmed or if you feel like, oh, everyone else is doing this, my industry is saturated, like just keep going. Because if I had stopped five years ago, um, we wouldn't be here. And there would have been a lot of other people ahead of us in our industry. Yeah. So that's one thing I see is like you're at a market, for instance, you're selling your products right next to you is a clothing company and they've been around for 10 years. Like just keep going because you could be that person in 10 years too. Totally. No. And I think that I can't remember, like I've had so many podcasts lately. I can't remember who even said it. So I apologize in advance if that person's listening, but like you just need to be you because that's what people like people love your products possibly, but they're more than anything, they're buying you. Like 
Absolutely. Right. Like the face behind the company, you know, for, I mean, for me, for my photography, obviously like people come to me because I have a certain style. So they're, they're coming to me, not because I know how to function a camera, but because it's my style. Like they want, they want me. Right. Yeah. And they could go somewhere else easily, but I think, um, like creating that community and that feeling that, you know, this is the place to come to not just buy a thing or have your photos done. It's like the whole experience, right? Totally. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. Which I think is why buttercream is so successful is like, it is an experience and it's not just a, you take their money and they get this crappy product and you're like, well, what was that? Like you deliver on every aspect of the experience. And I think that's why you have so many returning people. Absolutely. And customer service, like talking about startups and succeeding in this industry, this world that we're in, um, you know, like it's great to start. It's great to keep going. Like push as hard as you can work as hard as you can without burning out. But at the end of the day, if you don't have awesome customer service, like good word gets around. Okay. But bad word gets done so fast. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the backbone of buttercream too, is like, I still do all my emails. I do all the communications for the most part. And yeah. if something is wrong, like we bend over backwards to fix it because that is like supporting local. You should have more experience than here's your order. Bye-bye. We're gone. Right. No, totally. Yeah. 100%. Um, awesome. Is there anything you want to add before we close out? I know we had a lot of information here. <laughs> uh, I think, um, yeah, just as far as like new businesses go, the thing I keep hearing is um, I think people are just scared to get online right now. So mm. a lot of people are pivoting from their brick and mortars to online. Um, I mean, spend a bit of money on advertising if you can afford it. There's so mm-hmm. much happening online right now. Um, again, Michelle Romano is talking about how this is the biggest time for online sales to increase. So if you can pivot, I know it's really hard for a lot of people, um, but take it online if you can, like get your products listed online or if you can do virtual services, that is my biggest recommendation for 2020. Like trying to pivot, um, don't get left behind, but I know it's really hard for a lot of people, Um, but spend a bit of money on advertising. I think people get really hooked onto this whole social media game should be free, but it's certainly not. So, you know, try $20 a week on Facebook or Instagram and Mm -hmm. it should bring in sales, but just keep pivoting and keep kind of evolving as you can. Yeah, totally. And keeping track of what you've done and what's worked and what's not. Um, I thought of something before I let you go. (laughs) How do you feel about, um, like how influencer marketing obviously is a huge thing right now. I feel like almost sometimes more so than like a mainstream magazine marketing, right? Like how, how would you go about if, if a brand is looking to maybe find some influencers for their brand, what would you suggest? Influencers are so great. Um, right now, I always say, if you've got one follower, you're an influencer. And I've heard that other places, right? Um, So my customers, my clients are literally influencers. So when they're on Facebook, on the Tryon group, and they're posting a photo of themselves in a romper, and all of a sudden I get like three romper sales, they've influenced people on the group to buy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you can use your customer base as like a great community, um, and by use, I mean like let them shine. So... Mm -hmm. I ask my people to like post a photo of themselves and here's a $100 gift card that you'll be entered to win. You can use your community in that way. Like say, rather than having to spend money on social media marketing, you can take that $100. Here's my online gift certificate and people can win this prize. So that's kind of like a lovely give back, like a kickback. Yeah. And 
as far as dealing with bigger influencers, I love it. Like we have a few that we deal with. Um, Caitlin Hargraves is one of my favorites. She's Jillian Harris's makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Finding people that are really authentic, um, that match with your brand and that you click with as a person. Like I, I love her. Like we've hung out and she's so sweet and very supportive. Um, so just reaching out to people. I think that's a big hang up too, is a lot of brands are scared to reach out because of what if they get a no mm-hmm. um, or no response. And I've got tons of no's. I've got tons of no responses, but you never know. Maybe if you reach out to one, they'll say yes. So I think just finding someone that aligns with your brand that has the same values and then reaching out, sending them product. Um, what I always do when I send out a product to someone is um, request photos by a certain date. If they're like if it's a really big influencer, you just hope that they will give you something in return. But if it's a smaller influencer, like request photos and then um, maybe give them a coupon code for their oh, followers. Absolutely. The can be used for their followers, bring in new clients to your business. Um, and it's kind of cool to track their influence too. Totally. No, exactly. You can see with that coupon code who's purchased from them specifically. Yeah. And I think like photographers as well, I'm sure you get a lot of people reaching out to you too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've got a professional photographer, maybe use that as an opportunity. Like I can get great photos by someone who's doing this anyway. Totally. Yeah. I have, I do have a referral program for sure. And I mean, I see some, some clients like five, six times a year and I would say wholeheartedly, like this is my 12th year of business. And I feel like, um, after this long, it is 100% referrals. It's pretty rare that some random person (laughs) found me it's almost always someone that's referred someone so you're right they absolutely talk <laughs> yeah, it's, they're influencing their friends and family right totally no 100 percent. and it's all about trust i feel like in any business absolutely yeah, yeah. and they um i think it's just like being a part of it too like oh you got your photos done by jen so did i and it's like this group that that comes together right yeah, I find that like if somebody's coming to my studio and they're like, oh, you know, we have like 16 friends in common and I feel like 15 of them have had photos done by you. Like it's literally the best compliment. <laughs> yeah, I had the funniest thing happen this week. So I've got a few friends in Calgary. Um, they are actually, they're kind of like models. Actually, all they're all models. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all up to this social distancing meeting. They were all meeting like far apart. Yeah. Um, and they sent me a photo and all of them were wearing buttercream head to toe and they didn't plan it. And that was like, that's cool. That's how the community comes together. And that like referral thing, cause they all told each other about the brand yep. and here are standing in their buttercream all together unplanned. I love it. I love it. That is so amazing. Honestly, <laughs> that, 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 oh goodness. Um, well, honestly, thank you for coming on the podcast. You have been such an open book and talking about your brand and all of that stuff. And I honestly feel like buttercream is one of Calgary's top brands and top favorites, I think. So, um, thank you for just being transparent and open. I'm sure everyone that is looking to start a business is going to love this episode. Pleasure. It was so nice to chat with you and I hope to be back in Calgary one day soon. And just for business and visiting um and yeah our our spring launch is coming out in about two weeks and then just watch for more from buttercream we've got so many fun beautiful pieces coming out that i'm so excited to share i love it i cannot wait to uh to see them and definitely can't wait to give you my quarantine photo (laughs) um so if anybody wants to find you where can they do that um so the best place to go is buttercreamclothing.com and then on instagram at buttercreamclothing 
um, Facebook Buttercream Clothing again. And if you want to be a VIP, join the Tryon group. So just Facebook um, search Buttercream Clothing Tryon group. Uh-huh. And I approve about once a week and you can see the fun going on there. But yeah, otherwise that's about it. We've got a few, we've got like actually several different launches coming out on the site in May. So uh-huh. just watch out for lots of fun things. Amazing. Honestly. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Candice. And it was so nice to talk to you. Yeah, you as well. We'll talk to you very soon. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.